Hello and welcome to Sammy's Midnight Hour. I'm your host, Sam, and this is my wife and co-host, Tish. Happy Halloween, everyone! Happy Halloween. It's, it is the 31st. Uh, finally, we made it. We uh, got all the way to the end of October, which is great. My favorite uh, favorite holiday, Halloween. Samhain. Sam Hain. Sam Hain, if that's what you want to call it. <laughs> which literally means the dark half. So... Here we are back again um, with a couple more ghost stories to round out the month. Um, and then after this, we'll uh, get back into our regular stories. So uh, without further ado, I'll go ahead and do mine. It's called The Church. Um, in Twin Township, there are, many, there are many churches of all shapes, sizes, and denominations. Most were constructed in the 1900s. A few of the really old church buildings were built in the 1800s. This story concerns a church built in the mid-1800s. It is still using the original foundation. Over the years, stained glass windows were added, an organ, then classrooms, and off-street parking. Eventually, the sanctuary was enlarged. Over the years, members would occasionally discuss moving to a larger facility, but the talks never really uh, became serious because no one wanted to leave the, ground old building and the, the grand old building and the original location. This is a church that was built with lots of character and charm. Like many churches, this church has changed denominations over the years. In the back of the sanctuary on the wall over the last, over the last row of pews in an electric is an electric clock. This was placed so the pastor could easily watch the time. The years went by and the clock just kept running and running. Then one beautiful Sunday morning during church services, a gentleman was sitting in the pew directly under the clock. During the service, he suddenly took a deep breath, grabbed his chest in both hands, and fell to the floor. He was dead from a heart attack. The man had never been sick a day in his life. A few days passed before anyone noticed that the clock had stopped keeping time. The pastor looked at the clock, then he looked at a second time. This time he noticed that the clock had stopped at the exact minute that the um, parishioner died. The clock was taken to a jewelry store for repairs. The repairman could not find anything wrong. He kept the clock for a few weeks. The entire time the clock was plugged in into an outlet, it ran perfectly. He called the church to pick up their clock. Within the week, the clock was back in the church, hanging up on the wall in the sanctuary. For months, the clock kept perfect time. Then one Sunday morning, the pastor, visibly shaken, noticed that the clock had stopped. It was one year ago to the day, hour, and minute that the church member had died. After this stoppage, none of the church members would sit in that spot under the clock. I don't believe I would either. The church, not having much money for repairs, decided to place the clock in the secretary's office. Here, the clock was plugged into an outlet. Immediately, it started to run. After watching the clock run for a few days, it was decided to return the clock to the sanctuary wall. After a few months, the clock again stopped, keeping time at the exact moment the gentleman died. The electrical wiring was checked. Everything was as it should be. Tired of working on the clock, the church decided to buy a battery-operated clock. After a few months, the new battery clock stopped, keeping time at the exact moment the gentleman died. Several years went by, and sadly happens, with time, the gentleman's dying in church faded from memory. Many of the older members either moved from the area or had passed away. New members joined the church, but they did not know the story of the gentleman and the clock. 
On a beautiful Sunday morning during the church services, a lady suddenly stood up, took one step, and then fainted. She was rushed to the local hospital to be checked by a doctor. A couple of days later, she was released from the hospital and returned home. This lady was sitting in the pew under the clock after the lady, or, or, under the under the clock, the same clock. After the lady was removed, the pastor looked up at the clock and noticed that it had stopped running. One of the few remaining old time old time members walked up to the pastor and told him about the history of the clock. There was nothing wrong with the battery or the internal works of the clock. Now the church makes no further attempts at fixing the wall clock. Instead, the clock hands sit right where they have stopped. New church members will offer to purchase a new clock, but the church deacons always politely refuse. Is this the gentleman's way of saying, do not forget about me? So we talked about what I call Sam Hain. How did you pronounce it? It's pronounced Salwin. Can you talk a little bit about that real quick? And I'm going to read my story, but talk a little bit about the history of um, Halloween. Okay. Give them a little history. I can give them a little bit of history. This actually is very interesting to me. Halloween actually was started, um, this has been years and, I mean, many, many years ago, centuries. Um, it was actually Samhain, or Samhain, however you want to say it, um, is actually a Celtic word that literally means the dark half, or um, it was the death of a uh, of actually the sun god. And it's kind of hard, it's kind of hard to get into it because the history, like I said, the history is real rich with this. But the sun goddess loses her sun god and he dies which is october the 31st and then is reborn again in december so halloween was actually brought into brought into uh the western civilization which would be us um and it wasn't actually halloween at first um it was i mean they actually uh celebrated all uh all hallows eve which is actually what that is. That's what they celebrated was Samhain was, and it was All Hallows Eve, which today is known as uh, Halloween. Talk a little bit about what I've heard, and I don't know much about this, but I've heard people talk about soul cakes. Okay. Can you talk about soul cakes? Soul cakes are what they use. That that's basically how trick or treat got started. It's kind of loosely based on trick or treating, or what we know as trick or treat. Um, which, by the way, the word trick-or-treat is actually only about 100 years old. It's not as old as what you might think. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> soul cakes is what they used to do. And it's actually on All Souls Day, which is actually November the 2nd. And All Souls Day, what they did was is they went around to like... And there's all kinds of different things. Like on All Souls Day, they, they eat a lot of sugar. For some odd reason, I don't know what the what the significance is behind that, but they eat a lot of sugar and a lot of, like, cakes and stuff like that. And they also pray for people that are caught in purgatory. Um, so what happens is, is that kids and people that, you know, like, that could be homeless or, you know, just whatever, went around to houses and collected soul cakes like they would candy, but they collected soul cakes, and if, and if somebody that you knew or, or if there was somebody that was stuck in purgatory. These are people that have died, right? right? Okay. Right. I just want to make sure that I understood. <laughs> so we're not, I mean, we don't want to be under, you know. <laughs> I understand. I just want to make sure. Here, what yeah. we're talking about. Yeah. Um, complete misunderstanding. No. Um, yeah, these people have already passed. So they what they do was is they'd pass out the soul cakes and these people would pray. They would, it would be like soul cakes for prayer. So like I said, kind of like trick or treat. 
pray so them out of purgatory. They would pray them out of purgatory. Right. With the soul with the soul cakes. They would they would get the soul cakes, eat the soul cake, pray for them. Gotcha. And then another thing that's actually kind of interesting about because everybody I mean just about anybody that you see that actually celebrates Halloween um, has something to do with a with a pumpkin. Um, everybody uh, we carves, carved pumpkins. Yeah, we carved I love carving pumpkins. We that's one of pumpkins. my favorite things. Um, I mean that's kind of like a ritual for us. I need them to be lighter, to yeah. be honest with you. Yeah. Those are heavy pumpkins. <laughs> well, we get the big ones. But anyways, how that started, now see if we would have been back in those days, it was it was started, it was much, much lighter. There's an actual story about a person whose name is actually Jack O'Lantern. And he actually was so bad. The man was so bad. He was actually kicked out of hell. So you got to imagine just how bad you would have to be to get kicked out of hell. That the devil finally says, okay, that's enough. So, but because the devil felt sorry for him, he scooped up some embers from hell and put them in a turnip that was actually made into a lantern. So that's how you got the name. Jack had his lantern, Jack O'Lantern. Nice. Um, nice. And that's what they used to carve the faces into was turnips. So as it got clo- as it got um, as it went further and further, people decided to use gourds, you know, or the bigger or the bigger fruit, and go with pumpkins. Made it easier to carve. I mean, it wasn't as hard. You know, a pumpkin is a little bit easier to carve than a little small turnip is. So. Yeah, that's just a little bit, a uh, little bit of history. A little bit of history about um, about Halloween. Halloween. Um, very interesting. If you ever yeah. get a chance, there is actually a documentary on YouTube. We could tag it on our yeah. Facebook page. Okay. If you want to. Um, and it, and that's just what it is. It's called the history of Halloween. It's and you'll see it. For, it'll be from the History Channel. Um, very very interesting. I mean, it, it delves deep down in about witches, and about where all that came from. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll talk about the pumpkins, the soul cakes. Um, it'll even tell you about what's coming up in November the 5th and everybody that's ever seen the movie will tell you, remember, remember the 5th, which was, um, uh, the V for Vendetta movie. And that's all set around a, um, a guy named Guy Fox that was in, um, it was in London, I do believe. Um, he tried to blow up the, uh, the parliament. He tried to blow up British parliament and he was stopped, but, um, now and after that they uh, executed him by drawing quartering him and uh, they uh, so after that people held um, what they would call Guy Fox night in London that's that was their version of Halloween and that's November the 5th that's November the 5th the 5th okay and they what they have is what they call Guy Fox night and where they where they have like bonfires and stuff like that so mm-hmm. interesting used to be also called Mi- uh, mischievous night or something like that mm-hmm because that's what he was doing. Cool, cool. But they got, but yeah, it's got all kinds of different things on it about, you know, where it came from, the history, um, how it became Christianized. Um, and of course, just like every other holiday, it's a pagan holiday. Mm-hmm. So, but they show you how it got, um, what was Christianized. So, yeah. Yeah, interesting. Very awesome, interesting. Awesome. I love Halloween. Yeah, well, th- yeah, thanks for sharing that. I'm sure uh, the listeners are real interested in that as well. Just learning a little bit of history about uh, Halloween, where it came from, and what it means. So um, we are thankful again to um, Rita Arnold uh, for allowing us to read from her books for the whole month of October. Excited. Uh, She has three books. They're called Ghosts of Dark County. Uh, The first one is called Ghosts of Dark County. The second one, of course, is part two. 
And the last one is part three. That's the one that we don't have. But I'm going to read a, a story from part one. And I, I like this story because it clearly mentions towns. And I was able to uh, get a map and do exactly what the story is going to say. So, and it's kind of interesting to, if you're able to do that, listening to the story, you'll be able to find exactly where the story is talking about. So let's get started. The story is called Werewolves. Do you ever drive through the countryside and notice the various wooded areas? I know I do. The landscape is dotted with clumps of trees and woods and different sizes. I always look at them and wonder, how long have that woods been there? And is there a story connected to them? If you place a dot on the towns, Ansonia, Versailles, or Versailles, and Greenville, and then draw a line connecting each dot, you will form a triangle. In the triangle, there is a road that as you drive along, you come to a large, thick wooded area that surrounds the road. In the middle of the woods, you drive over a bridge that crosses a small winding creek. This creek always has a few feet of water and flows with a good rate. These woods have been there for years and years. No one has cut any of the trees down, nor do they want to try. The legend states that these woods are home to werewolves. This Are you laughing? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right. This story dates back before General Anthony Wayne came to this territory, a time when the Indians lived here. Before the Indians battled the white man, they had to deal with the land, the weather, and the wild animals. The legend states that along the creek is a small piece of land that borders the woods where the Indians would camp. On a night where the moon is full and bright, the air being very still, the werewolves would come into the camp in the dead of night. They would steal the elderly, the babies, the animals, or the people who were weak and unable to defend themselves. All that would be left was the bloody trail as the werewolves had dragged off their prey. The Indians would not hear anything until the howls of joy from the werewolves as they were eating their nighttime snack. At time, as time marched on, settlers moved into the area. People who tried to homestead near the woods would suddenly become missing and not, not to be heard from again. Did they get lost in the woods or were they taken? As years passed, a covered bridge was built over the creek to the wagon trail, a little more convenient between the towns. The story is told that a covered bridge was built to protect the horses from people and the people from the werewolves. A trip that was dangerous only on a full moon night. Years ago, the covered bridge was, was replaced with a steel structure. Now a beautiful drive down a curvy road with a bridge over a small creek surrounded by trees, a peaceful, quiet spot. You feel that you have found a little touch of paradise. But if you dare to drive over that bridge when the moon is full and bright, you could become part of the legend. 
if you slow down the car and turn off the radio, you just might hear the howls of the werewolves in the distance. You may hear the breaking of the tree branches and the screams of the dead. And if you dare stop and get out of your car, you may become part of their midnight snack. <laughs> yes. I'm great with sound effects, aren't I? Yes. I'm great with that. Yep. So we had a good time giving out candy. Oh, had a blast. Um, so lots all of the good uh, costumes. Uh, costumes, all it was great. Yeah, it was great. I love the uh, who? What was it called? The we- the hot dogs. Oh, the Do uh, the kids. The wicked weenies or something like the that. I don't know. I can't remember, but it was hilarious, whatever it was. They were so cute. These kids had these three boys come up with um, hot dog costumes, Uh wearing witches' hats. Yeah, they were adorable. It was great. They were great. I think we gave away close to 40 pounds of candy. Easily. Yeah, close to 40 pounds. It was cool. It was cool. Um, Did you find something else that you wanted to tie in? Actually, I was looking some stuff up while you were reading um, about Samhain. Um, This is actually the full full, uh, story of it. So, I'm going to read this for you real quick. It says, Samhain, well, this says Sam Hain pronounced Samhain, is the third harvest and means summer's end in Gaelic, which is the dark half. It talks, it it falls on Halloween night and is considered the end of the Celtic year. Uh, on this day, the great god of the, of the sun dies, which is what I said before, and leaves his widow, the goddess uh, Crone, to mourn him until Yule, winter solstice, 1221 when he will be reborn and light will return. Uh, with the sun god gone, nights grow longer, plants and trees die back, and all around us freezes, hardens, and and, and, and hardens in the chill. On Samhain night, we stand at the space between the seasons and in the heightened magic that connects the realms of the living and the dead. So that's just, like I said, that's just a little bit more about it. Um, again, you know, the, the history behind that is very interesting. I love the history of Halloween. So Awesome. So we need to do some housekeeping. I want to thank our associate producer, Paul Hodson, for composing and uh, allowing us to play his music in the background as we read stories and talk on the podcast. We also wanted to let you know that next week we will be doing the story um, of the in the open case, this is an open, a still open case of Kimberly Steffen and uh, Dennis or Denny Young. Uh, we've been kind of waiting till the end of October and going into November to do this story for you, but we'll be doing that next week. Um, our website is Sammy's Midnight Hour backward slash my hyphen site. You can also find us on Facebook under uh, Sammy's Midnight Hour and it is a a public place so you can join you just have to join the group and I'm trying to think if there's anything else that we needed to I got the housekeeping done I think yeah Um, I don't think there no I don't think there's anything that's okay anything else you wanted to share with them about Halloween uh, no no I think I mean just like I said you know uh, check it out and uh, just again check out the uh, um, the documentary on uh on YouTube, but like I said, it's really. I'll try to tag that on yeah. our Facebook page or, or your the Sammy Midnight mm-hmm. Hour page. Uh, if you can help me find that on YouTube, I will. Yeah, yeah I will absolutely. Tag that on there. That way, they can watch it if they want to. So. Okay. I think I ate too much candy. I know I did. I know. Should you tell them about the pizza last night? No. 
You got to tell them the pizza story. Okay, so we, we have a few minutes, and, and this is kind right. of a private. This is funny, though. Yeah, well, anyways, so about 10 o'clock last night, we were both hungry, and we decided we wanted us I to wasn't eat. hungry. I said I was thirsty. This was, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, anyways, which leads us into the story. Um, so about 10 o'clock, you know, we got hungry. We decided it would be, you know, we could order a pizza. You know, like a medium cheese pizza. That's it. You know, sometimes we do that with a thin crust and stuff, yada, yada, yada. So we get this pizza, and I go in, and she must have, I think she was in the other room. So I got like, I got like a few pieces. Five. Okay. Okay. Yeah, anyways, that's still not even half the pizza. Anyways, so I get a few pieces. Five. <laughs> still not half the pizza. So I get these pieces of pizza, five, and... uh I go out and I eat them. And here she come in. Now, I wasn't paying attention to what she had on her plate. You know, I never do. I mean, she's a grown woman. She knows what she can eat. Um, so I'm not really paying attention. So I get done eating and I thought, oh, man, you know, maybe a couple more pieces. I get out there. Gone. The rest of that pizza, I didn't even I didn't even have half. Didn't even have half. I said, I went out there and I said, oh, nice. Pizza's gone. Oh, I thought you left the rest for me. He said he left me a plate. I, all I said, this is what I said. I left a plate. <laughs> a plate. Now, I don't know how that was interpreted as... It was interpreted as I got what I wanted. I got what I wanted. Take the rest of it. Yeah. So, so I ate the rest of the pizza. I don't know how many pieces that is. Yes. It, it, was, it was uh probably a lot. It was in square, so we can't... Re- we'll never really know. We'd, so, have, we'd have to ask the Domino's driver. Yeah, we're going to have to ask the Domino's driver, which, by the way, was really friendly. Um... And when I say that, I say that with a lot of sarcasm. <laughs> um, they work hard. Don't, don't, but yeah, hard. yeah, okay. Anyways, <laughs> anyways, that was uh, that was funny. <laughs> it was. It was a funny story. I, I, I keep telling them that we need to we we need to show the or let you guys listen to the outtakes because yeah. the outtakes are hilarious. So so long story short, I had an idea of a pizza, and that's all I got was the idea. He did get five pieces. Uh huh. There was five. Five whole pieces. And actually, I gave him a piece of mine off of my plate. Tell him how big it was. Well, it doesn't matter. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> it was like a little piece of burnt cheese. It's like the corner. You know those little tiny corner pieces? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, it was even smaller than the corner pieces. I just, you know, I don't know what to say. I, don't know I offered say. it to a mouse, and they said it was too small. <laughs> so. All right, I think it's time for us to call it a night. So that, that's it's it. Late. Yeah. yeah. It's getting late. It's getting late now. She don't want to talk about it I don't anymore. want to talk about this story no more. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, from from me and from Tish, we are out. And uh, we'll again, we'll get started up again next month, like she said. So um, that's it. Happy Halloween, everybody. Happy Halloween, everybody, and thanks for stopping by to Sammy's Midnight Hour. Yep. Good night, everybody.